0: Welcome to Cut the Chaos, the podcast that teaches you to cut through the noise, take back control of your life, and create a future you love. I'm your host, professional certified coach, Sandra Jarvis. Let's do this. This episode is from a previous podcast entitled The Whole You. The information contained herein is very relevant to people striving to cut through the chaos and create lives filled with purpose and peace. So please enjoy this throwback to The Whole You podcast. Hey, welcome back to The Whole You podcast. Today we are continuing our conversation about fear, but we're going to turn it a little bit to talk more about courage. Because the opposite of fear is courage. And in order for courage to exist, fear has to exist. And we know that courage is a good thing that helps us become strong emotionally. But we can't have courage if we don't have fear around as well. All right? So fear doesn't have to be seen as something bad. When fear shows up, it doesn't automatically mean that something's wrong. Remember the acronym that we talked about yesterday. More often than not, when fear shows up, it just means that we have some false evidence that's causing something else to appear real. Fear is not something we need to avoid. It's just a feeling. And we have complete control over our feelings through our thoughts. Remember, we talked about that too. So Mel Robbins teaches that fear is felt in the body in exactly the same way as excitement. And I find that really fascinating. When you're excited, your face flushes, your heart pounds, you get butterflies in your stomach, you might have a lump in your throat, and that sounds really familiar, right? So what if, since you have complete control of your thoughts, what if you choose to treat fear like excitement? How could that change the trajectory of a situation if you were excited about it instead of being terrified about it. Because remember, fear is just a feeling and feelings are just vibrations in our body. They can't hurt you no matter how intense they become. So fear doesn't actually have to be scary. It can be turned into something empowering instead. And that's where courage comes in. When you choose to have courage, you can overcome your fear. Now, the real problem with fear is that once you've had a fearful thought and adrenaline is released, then it's kind of hard to convince your brain that everything's just fine. One thought leads to another and then another and another. And before you know it, you're having a full-blown panic attack. But when you understand that the panic attacks happen because of the fear of fear, (laughs) That's what anxiety is, is the fear of fear. And once you understand this, then you take your power back. Because most of us tend to fight against fear when it's introduced into the body. But when we fight against it, we actually make it worse and create more fear. It's crazy. But because we ruminate about the fears and we allow ourselves to worry more and fret more about something fearful that might happen... We become our own worst enemies. So I have a client who, um, when she came to me, she was dealing with extreme anxiety. She was, I would say she was almost paralyzed by her fears. And they didn't seem all that irrational at first glance. She was seven months pregnant. She was working as a nurse. So she was on her feet all day and she felt awful. And add to that, she had another child that she was having to put into daycare. And by the way, he hated going to daycare. So when she dropped him off, he would cry about being left behind. And my client had gotten to the point that she was calling in sick on a regular basis because she feared that she was doing damage to her son by leaving him at daycare. And she was always afraid that she would get to work And she wouldn't be able to make it all the way through her shift because she was so uncomfortable. So her anxiety was completely out of control. We talked about her situation a lot. But in the end, she recognized that her fears were irrational. Her son was doing fine in daycare. In fact, the teachers loved him and told her that as soon as she was gone, he would stop crying And he was always happy when she picked him up. He was just a typical child who didn't want to be separated from his mom. But there was nothing else that she needed to fear. And her pregnancy was literally just a medical issue. She didn't need to call in sick because if she got halfway through the day and really couldn't continue on, she always had the choice of leaving in the middle of her shift. So she had been looking at this situation as an all or nothing, right? It was either daycare or no daycare. Be home with her son or not be home with her son. Go to work or don't go to work. Job or no job. But the thing is, is that our situations in life are rarely that extreme. And by recognizing that she had a choice about what she was going to do, even if she changed her mind halfway through the day, her fears were alleviated. She used courage to recognize that she had choices. And when her anxiety started to come up again, we worked really hard on having a um, kind of a little ritual for her to go through and she would stop whatever she was doing. She would just breathe in and remind herself that she had options and that those options were not ever going to go away. She could change her mind at any time. She learned not to give in to her fear, but she didn't fight against it either. She just allowed herself to live in the moment, which gave her the power to be courageous. It allowed that courage to kick in because it was a matter of making a conscious choice. So it's interesting that we often choose fear over courage, but we don't have to. We do it because of our brains. So let's talk about the primitive brain for just a minute. So I think I mentioned this earlier, that in the caveman days, fear was a necessity. It it was literally what kept them alive. And it served them really well, because there was danger all over the place, right? In those days, Fear kept them alert and ready to react to all of the threats that were constantly surrounding them. They could scan for danger all the time, and their brain would interpret anything that caused discomfort or that caused, or that seemed to be causing danger as a threat, right? But today, those dangers that early man dealt with are largely gone. The problem is that the brain is still wired to look for all of those dangers. In fact, that's its main job. It is constantly scanning for things that are going to make you uncomfortable, things that are not going to be safe for you, things that might, that might cause any type of um, anxiety. So the brain looks for all of those things and then it interprets it as th- a threat. The other problem is the brain doesn't differentiate between real threats and supposed threats. If it sees a lion chasing someone on the big screen in the movie theater, it's gonna send <laughs> fear signals to your body. That's why I don't do horror because I don't like the fear signals. <laughs> if you go to a haunted house where you know no one can hurt you, you're still gonna fear fi- feel fear because that's what it's designed to do. If you're meeting your boyfriend's parents for the first time, you might feel some fear there. That's because of the what ifs, right? As I said earlier, the brain is constantly scanning for danger. And in that scan, it tries to take in every possible situation that causes you discomfort. So it starts asking questions like What if I get hurt? What if someone makes fun of me? What if I mess up? What if they laugh at me? What if I'm not good enough? What if, what if, what if? Rarely do you take time to answer these questions. Your brain just assumes the worst and sends fear signals to your body. And then you avoid the things that might make you uncomfortable. You stay at home and watch Netflix and eat popcorn and ice cream out of the carton instead, right? (laughs) Why? Because then nothing can hurt you. But here's what I say. If you're going to make up stories about your future anyway, why not make up good ones? I mean, the truth is that in all of these what-if situations, none of those things that you're telling yourself are true yet. You're just making up stuff about what might happen in the future. So why not decide to make up stories that are empowering? You get to choose what you make of every situation, so while fear might be necessary in some cases, occasionally, more often than not, it's just holding you back and keeping you from doing the things that could make your life better. So during the past few years, I have been called on to face nearly all of my biggest fears. They've come into my life one by one. <laughs> Seems like everyone is a little bit more difficult than the last one. And I'll be honest, at one point I felt completely overwhelmed by all of these things that were manifesting in my life, and I wondered how I could possibly handle any more. I felt like I was being completely crushed by my fears, and then I realized that I had a decision to make. And so I started asking myself questions. Did I want to allow my fears to control my life? or did i want to create to use fear to create something better for my life and i decided i wanted the latter so i opened up about my fears i started sharing them with my family and friends and i as i brought out the fears out of the darkness and into the light i found that they weren't nearly as scary as they had been in fact eventually i even wrote a book about all of it <laughs> My family still wonders why I did that, why I shared so much personal information about the things that I was dealing with. But the biggest answer to that question is that I did it to eradicate my own fear. By being authentic and vulnerable, I was able to chase away my fears and become my own advocate. And I also got to help a lot of other people by telling my story because it opened up a way for people to start having conversations about some scary topics. So you don't have to write a book. It was something I needed to do, but that's not for everyone. But you can choose someone close to you to start sharing your fears with. You can get them out of the dark, bring them into the light, because that is a powerful way to start eradicating your fears. And it's one of the things that I do with my clients. I help them identify and overcome the fears that are holding them back and then start bringing out courage to replace the fear. Plato once said, we can easily forgive a child who's afraid of the dark, but the real tragedy of life is when men are afraid of the light. I've thought about this quote a lot. How often do our fears keep us from entering into the light? How often are we more afraid of what will happen if we're successful? So we allow our fears to keep us in the safe zone. Is it possible that not all of your fears are about being rejected? That perhaps some of them stem from what will happen if you're accepted? Whatever the case, when we press forward in spite, of, in spite of our fears, we invite courage into our lives. Ruth Sokup, who is a popular blogger, likes to say, do it scared. <laughs> I love that sentiment because there is power in doing things, in moving forward, even when we're afraid. And that I think is what courage really is. You can totally handle your fear, especially your irrational fear. So expose it for what it is and feel the fear, but then do it anyway. Imagine what you could accomplish if you didn't allow your fears to hold you back. Imagine who you might be today if you had taken control of your fears in the past instead of allowing them to control you. And imagine a future where you feel the fear and you do it anyway. You are strong. And capable and worthy and enough. And you can overcome any fear that life throws in your path. You just have to decide that you want to. So today's affirmation is this The next time I'm feeling fear, I'll reach deep down inside to find the courage to move forward. Because I know that by getting into the light and facing my fears head on, I can create a life I don't need or want to escape. All right, that's all the talk on fear and courage for a little while, but I hope it's been helpful. So take this, go out into your life and find a place where you can have courage and where you can move forward without fear. Have a fabulous day and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for being here today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow, rate, and review to help me get the word out. And if you really enjoyed this episode, grab a screenshot and share it on social media. Thanks again for spending a few minutes in my world.